everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am your therapeutic coach. Thank you guys for your continual downloading of the podcast. Thank you for continuing to share it. Thank you for getting into the group and making comments and all of your nice comments and funny comments. And I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving the vibe. If you have not already joined our Facebook group, please go to Facebook and join our, I think it's called Coach My World Facebook Fam group. Okay, um, you can go there. You can find it at I am Renee Roberts. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, but the group is only on Facebook. Also, check out my website at I am Renee There you can continue to book your lovely sessions with me, your life coach, your therapeutic coach. And you can also find all of the episodes of the podcast. And of course, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing and for progress for your life. So before we get our lives moving forward, I want to thank each and every listener that contributed to last week's episode, putting me on the hot seat. What amazing questions you guys had. And I know we have more. We still have more questions. We just ran out of time. So listen, I'm actually looking for a, a hot seat uh, host, uh, someone to sit with me and we would do it via Zoom, no worries. And um, just to sit with me and, and, and ask these questions and have some conversation about who Renee is. I think a lot of you after over 100 episodes, you just want to know about who I am personally. And um, I appreciate that. And I love the questions. Keep them coming. Yes. Um, if you are interested in being a guest on my podcast, please by all means, I would love to have you on my show. Just message me and we'll get a topic together and let's go for it. You know, as, as long as it's meaningful and impactful, I don't mind. I love sharing this platform. So now we can get our lives moving forward. You see the topic, the title. That's why you turned this on. I'm going to talk about the struggle of making decisions have you ever wondered why we struggle with making decisions? Like, have you ever wondered to yourself, like, why is this so hard? Uh, uh, or or why some decisions you just rather avoid? Like, if you can, I'm just going to hold off on this and not decide. Or maybe if I avoid it long enough, it'll disappear. <laughs> yeah. Well, regardless of the answers to these questions, we all have been there or we will all get there within some decisions we have to make. Do you realize that your daily living is consumed with decisions to be made? Like literally every part of your day, some decision needs to be made. What should I wear? What should I eat? Um, what should I drink? Um, which route should I take this morning? Should I go to this party or should I just decline the invitation altogether? Um, should I go to the bathroom right now or should I hold it a little longer, right? The list is endless and this doesn't even include major decisions to be made. Some decisions can be really complex though and they start triggering fears and anxieties because they can greatly impact the way your life moves, your, your wife yeah, your life moves forward. So when you make these certain major decisions, it's literally, literally going to impact the way your life moves forward. And these types of decisions sound like, um, should I relocate to another state? Should I accept this new job? 
Um, Should I change careers? And I'm sure you're saying to yourself, whatever your major decision is right now, should I buy this house or should I rent right now? Is is it a seller's market or is it a buyer's market? What should I do? Should I marry? Should I have children or should I just be single and continue to enjoy my liberty as a single person? Did you know that this is something that every single person that has breath in their body is is challenged with um uh, and and because we're challenged with it um it's it's the way that our brains function in decision making time all right so the challenge is not so much because one person is better than the other at making decisions or worse than the other at making decisions uh it's the way your brain is made. It's the way it functions. You know, research shows that behind every decision, there are secret psychological factors that shape the way you think and the way you act. And they're secret because they're not as um, overt. They're not as, as obvious. They're happening underneath the scene. So every time you have to make a decision, there's something going on in your psychological factors, right? And the more we start understanding these factors, <clears throat> excuse me, the easier it will be for us to to overcome them and just make our decisions. So I want to talk about some of these factors really quick. Let's let me see. I have five, five, five factors. I just want to discuss with you really quick, and then I'm going to transition into some tools, and we are going to be on our merry way in this episode. So the first factor is decision fatigue. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that, but this is when you have difficulty in making a good decision, and not so much because the decision was a hard decision to make, but because of the amount of decisions you have to make when making this one decision. So sometimes we've already had 50 decisions to make, on our plate. And so this one simple decision of what kind of ice cream do you want or what do you want, where do you want to go eat becomes so difficult, not because it's hard, but because so many other things are pulling on those same factors in your psyche. So decision fake fatigue is a thing. When you have numerous decisions to make simultaneously or even back to back to back, your cognition starts to get exhausted and it starts causing fatigue in your decisiveness. Sometimes now this produces bad decisions or just no decision at all. So it is so important, fam, to identify or become aware of your cognitive state when you have to make major decisions. We can slide on the minor decisions, but major decisions, make sure you understand where you are cognitively and and becoming because becoming more aware may help you to avoid making a poor or bad decision during that major time. Just like anything else that gets fatigued in your body. Your functioning becomes impaired. So do not think that your brain in this decision-making mode does not become fatigued or not impaired. All right? Just something to think about. The second thing is a lack of self-confidence. These are just factors. And the lack of self-confidence is an inability to accept and trust yourself. I thought this was really good. Uh, Learning to accept your wishes and trust that they are best for you can be something so hard to do. As a matter of fact, I think it's really challenging for more people than we think it is. But remember this, confidence is gained one decision at a time. I want you to keep that in your heart. Confidence is gained one decision at a time. So go ahead, start building that confidence. And the way to build that confidence is by making some choices. Yes. The third thing is complexity. 
Another psychological factor that in, that impedes our decision making process. Uh, most times, the more complex a decision is, the more difficult it is for us to make a choice. And one of the main reasons for this is that the um, is, is because of the amount of options available. Now, this is different from having multiple decisions, but this is linked to how many options are available for that one decision. And when there's too many options, honey. Choice overload kicks in and it makes it extremely hard, if not almost impossible, to make decisions, especially major decisions. So understanding the complexity of a thing is vitally important. The fourth thing is uncertainty. We're just talking about being un- things that are unpredictable and there's, there's an unsureness about it. Generally, the more uncertainty that exists about a decision, the more challenging it is to make a choice. So a common form of uncertainty in in decision making is not knowing what possible outcomes your different options can lead to. Um, This actually is steeped in fear of the unknown. You ever heard about that? Like, oh, I'm afraid of the unknown. So we see that fear, even in this state, can literally impede our ability to make good, sound decisions. If or decisions at all, I should say. Yes. And then the number five, the last one is consequences. Yes, we're talking about the results, the outcome, the end of a thing. The more serious the consequences are for a certain decision, the harder it is to choose. You understand? A common serious consequence in decision making is missing out on a unique opportunity by choosing to follow an other an alternate path. Okay, how many opportunities have you missed out on by being apprehensive of the consequences of this particular path? So I'm just going to opt out and take another path. That is something to think about as we move forward in this episode, because uh, this is something that literally impacts us on a daily basis. Thinking about the consequences of these particular decisions. (sighs) Do I make it? Do I not? Uh, Maybe I should do a plan B. How many A, B, how many plan B, C, D, E, F, and Gs do we have out there? Well, that's the result of this because if we're not, if we're concerned about the consequence of a thing, it makes it difficult to stay on task and choose A. All right. So by highlighting some of these common factors, I hope, fam, that it is helping you to understand you a little better especially in these decisive moments. So now, now that we have explored some of the main psychological factors that contribute to our decision-making processes, you know, I went through them with you, decision fatigue, lack of self-confidence, complexity, uncertainty, and consequences. Now that we went through all of that, I want to now give you some uh, research tools that will assist you in making the process a little easier. I'm not saying it's going to just give you autonomy or you're just going to automatically make a decision right off rip, but it's definitely going to help you to become more productive in your decision-making process. All right. And then for that, I only have six. So we'll get through that really quick. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my time. All right. We're doing good. All right. So the first one is identify the decision. Identify your decision. This includes recognizing the need to make a decision. All right. Your recognition of the need to make a decision. I must make a decision. How important is it that I make a decision? And this includes identifying what the decision will require, what it's going to cost, how is it going to affect, how is it going to 
impact? What happens if I don't make a decision? Identify the decision, not the results, but the actual decision. What am I deciding? What what do I have to decide on? And what is it going to require of me? Yes. Second thing you do, you can do is determine your goals. And yes, I'm giving these in a sequential order. Um, so we're doing these like one after the other. So the second thing is determine your goals. This involves figuring out what you're hoping to accomplish with the decision and how important each of the goals are to you as you work towards making this decision. All right. The third thing is gather information, family. This includes collecting information that you need in order to make a decision. Sometimes we walk into decisions dumb. We walk into decisions uneducated, uninformed. We walk into decisions without doing the work. So that third thing you need to be doing after identifying the decision and determining your goals is gathering your information. You know my favorite word, research. Do some research. Understand what you need in order to make a decision. Get all the information together. If you're going to get a car, you're trying to decide on the car. Find out all the factors about the cars. New versus old. New versus used. Um, uh, new versus, uh, you know, a basic model versus a, an upgraded model. Like, do all of your research. You know, what's the gas mileage on it? Um, how, how, you want to know. You want to know. Is this a hybrid or is this a, you know, a, a, I call it a regular car, you know, automatic transmission. Do your research, fam. Do it. Do it with your homes. Do it with anything that you have to make major decisions. Make sure you gather your information. The fourth thing is identify options. This involves figuring out what options are even available to you. Because some options may not be available in certain choices, which could literally narrow down your decision. All right. And I know this seems like a lot of work, but when we have to make major decisions that in, that are going to impact our lives in major ways, listen, take the time you need within the the deadline of the 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 decision to be made and do your homework, all right? Some of it is physical, some of it is mental work, but you know, we're given a mixture in this to address this this psychological drag we go through when we have to make decisions. So identify your options. All right. Find out what your options are. And number five is evaluate those options. This involves identifying the pros and the cons of those available options, especially listen to this. This is very important, especially as it pertains to the goals you determined in step number two. All right. Sometimes getting someone you trust to chime in is good at this point. Doing it earlier or getting others endpoints prior to this stage could 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 literally not be so good for us. It could actually result in more confusion, more doubt, or deeper indecisiveness. But at this stage, it's really good because you're already almost ready to make a choice. You have literally narrowed it down, pulled all the options are, are out, evaluated the options, figured out what options are meaningful to you, which ones you don't care about. And you've narrowed it down here. All right. And just getting somebody's input on your, you know, between A or B, that's pretty cool. But you don't need input at the beginning when you're just trying to identify the decision in itself. That can be very... um chaotic. All right. So right here in step five, this is the time you bring in your um, person that you want to have as a a voice in this. Yes. And then the last one is select the preferred option, guys. Simply said, I know it's not simply done, but 
It can be if we just go through this process. This involves you like ranking, put in rank those options that you just you wrote down. All the options, the available options, put them in ranking order, prioritize them. Which ones are more important to you? Which are least important? Put them in, in, in alignment and get all the pros and cons for them and choose the one after that that's best for you. What's best for you? Huh? What's the best option for you? And then boom, there you go. You've made your decision. Remember, fam, decisions are part of our daily lives, our daily living. And to avoid them is literally to create a chaotic life. And I don't know about you, but I'm not trying. I'm not about I'm not about that life. (laughs) Are you? I don't think so. So you thought you were going to slip out of here without a call to action for this episode. You must be tripping. No, ma'am, no, sir. We are having a call to action. So the call to action for this episode is this. I want you to challenge yourself by using those six tools I just gave you. I just provided to you to help you solidify something you have been struggling with deciding on. So the first thing you already know what the first thing was, identify your decision. I need you to identify that major decision that you are, that you have to make, that you want to make, that you need to make. You're going to determine your goals for that decision. You're going to gather your information. You're going to identify the options, evaluate those options, and then select the preferred option. Boom, bam, bang, boom. We have made our decision. Let's use these tools to awaken our God-given ability to make good, rational, and healthy decisions when needed. Fam, you can do this. You can do this. It's, It's within you to do. The power is within you to make a decision. And learning to manage the various psychological factors that interfere with this amazing ability can literally set you up to be an amazingly strong, decisive individual, regardless of the impact or the size of the decision. (sighs) I love you, fam. And I just want us to be good, you know, like making decisions and keep moving in life and not stressing over decisions to be made. Taking the time we need to do what's necessary to, to become okay and happy about the decisions we've made, making decisions with no regrets. So until next time, I just want you all to keep empowering yourselves to make these kind of decisions. I want you to keep making these decisions unapologetically. I know you can do it. Why? Because you got the tools now. So go do it. What are you waiting on? Get to doing the call to action. Get your decision together. Go through those six steps, and I promise you, you'll have some success in that. All right? So, fam, I love you, and um, I'll see you guys or talk to you on the next episode. Have a great one.